Hello, and welcome to Stories Told by Friends. And this story is, uh, it's a cautionary tale about the evils of jazz and liquor. Uh, although more so the evils of dance music and, and liquor. Today on the show, I connect remotely with my friend Bruce. He tells a story from his college days and then gives us a little hint as to what he might share on future episodes. Who knows, he may become a regular guest. Anyway, let's head on to the story. All right, let's roll. Let's roll. So uh, take one. There's only one take. So All right, well, let me know. That's good. All right, well, hi, Bruce. Hi, Dave. Nice to, nice to see you. Thanks for joining me. And I'm looking forward to hearing your story today. As we get started, I noted that there were a few important dates that may have no significance at all, but uh, there was the time change. So we sprung forward today. So that's that's of significance. Tomorrow is the Ides of March, which may also be significant. I'm not sure whether that pertains at all to the storytelling. And it's your birthday in a couple of days. So, uh, you know, welcome. Uh, on these uh, very important times, uh, not mentioning anything about pandemic. But uh, anyway, nice to see you. Nice uh, to see you too, Dave. And actually, a couple of those time milestones are significant. Uh, we sprung forward. I don't know if you guys sprung forward. So I was unsure about exactly what time it was I was supposed to join you this morning. So I'm glad, or this afternoon. So I'm glad we joined at the right time. And uh, the Ides of March doesn't fit into my into my story, but... My birthday, St. Patrick's Day, does very peripherally. That's good. Well, I'm sure there would be a lot of stories from your birthdays over the years. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, few we would want to tell, but many to remember if you can. So, <laughs> so to begin with, as an introduction, is there anything that you would like to tell us about yourself? Well, I don't know uh, who the intended audience uh, is of your uh, podcast, Dave, but if it's broader than just our own circle of friends, I'm Bruce Hamilton. Uh, I'm a longtime friend of yours, uh, going back to grade school. I used to live in Saskatoon until I was 30 years old and uh, then moved to Vancouver, where I remain nearly 29 years later. Uh, I uh, work as a lawyer for the Department of Justice and... It's nice to be able to connect with some old pals like you in Saskatoon. So thanks for, thanks for uh, inviting me. That's great. Well, thank you. And it will be interesting to see who actually does pay attention to the stories, <laughs> but I think they have universal appeal, the ones I've heard so far, and I'm sure yours will as well. The premise of the podcast is I'm a listener. I get to be surprised because I have not heard the story uh, that you're about to tell, nor have we talked about it. And so... I'm looking forward to it, and I'll just be here, um, potentially, you know, uh, laughing or or reacting. But I will not interject or interrupt. It is completely your microphone, and so go for it. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Okay, well, thanks, Dave. And yes, feel free to laugh, feel free to cry, feel free to uh, have this story make you think, whatever whatever emotion it engenders. Um, so thanks for inviting me. I I wondered. And as, you're, as you know, but your listeners don't know, I, I was torn as to what sort of story I should, I should tell today. I wasn't sure if, if you were interested in uh, a life-affirming story or a spiritual story or 
a sophomorically stupid story. So I chose the sophomorically stupid story. But excuse me, among the number of sophomorically stupid stories I could tell, I was sort of torn between telling four stories. And I've chosen one, obviously. But if the podcast Dave Dirksen's Stories We Tell Ourselves uh, gets renewed for future seasons, uh, maybe I can tell you some of those other stories. One involves uh, Michelangelo's sculpture of David. Another is the story of being a wedding MC. Uh, and the third story that I didn't choose, but I think your listeners would be very interested in, was the time I took a charge on Jack Ely. <laughs> but I, I will save those all for another episode. I did pick one story, and, and I, may well, I may very well have told you this story before, so I apologize if this is not a new story, if I've told it to you. I have told it to, to many people over the years. And this story is uh, it's a cautionary tale about the evils of jazz and liquor, uh, although more so the evils of dance music and, and liquor as opposed to jazz. So the year was 1982 in Saskatoon. I was in first year law school and it was at the beginning of first year law school. Um, and the law school at the University of Saskatchewan was then and probably still is a fairly small college. When I went, there was less than 100 people in each year. So there was less than 300 people in the entire college. So. And it was quite a close-knit college, so there would be many parties at which a large percentage of the student body would, would be at, at any party. Um, and incidentally, uh, the student body uh, was my nickname when I was in university. <laughs> um, so this was at the beginning of first-year law school. And I went to this, I was taken to this party by some guys in second year because the only person i knew when i entered law school was craig hill who is the older brother of uh, our friend bruce hill who may very well be a guest on one of your future episodes so craig and some of his second year pals took me to this party and this party was in sutherland in saskatoon sutherland is for those of your listeners uh who aren't from saskatoon is east of the university grounds um, and, and I lived at the time on the other side of the river, uh, the west side of town. So I went to this party with these guys, uh, and it was packed. And it was at a small house in Sutherland, and we'd had a number of cocktails before we went into this party. So I, I don't remember how drunk we were at the time, but I'm guessing particularly drunk. Uh, and so we went, went into this party, and one of the first things I saw was this fellow in the middle of the living room, which was the sort of dance floor of this small party, um, with his shirt off. And he was dancing very suggestively, and he was dancing to a Madonna song. And Madonna in 1982 was, was uh, who you danced to. So this fellow, who I did not know, had his shirt off and he was caressing his bare chest. And he was, he was dancing to, uh, I don't know which Madonna song, like Holiday or Like a Virgin or who knows. But uh, this offended my sense of propriety, uh, heightened as it was by being drunk. So I, uh, so, and this was not like me. I'm not the sort of person that I was ever confrontational, but I, 
decided I was going to confront this guy. And so I, I went up to him and provided critical comment on his, his choice of expression. Um, and, uh, and he was disinclined to agree with me. So there was this tense sort of drunken standoff and our respective groups of friends separated us and nothing, nothing came of it. But I was at least really irked by this, uh, by this event. And so I spent the rest of my time at this party, you know, drinking heavily to get over the, uh, the, the trauma. So I decided that I, I'd had enough and I was going to walk home. I don't remember how my friends got home. Uh, if they, were, they probably wouldn't have been driving. Maybe they were going to take a cab. But I said, that, that's it, I'm going to walk home. And I don't remember where in Sutherland this was, but it was north of College Drive. Obviously, oh, that's all of Sutherland is north of College Drive. So instead of walking back to College Drive and walking west on College Drive towards the university and back to my house, I decided I was just going to cut through what was then nothing between Sutherland and the university grounds. It was just agricultural land at the time. I don't think there was any, any roads really there. And so I, I was going to walk home. And so I just walked due, trying to think of my directions, due west. And, and I was you know, walking half drunk and half filled with the white hot rage of having seen another man dance. And so I, I walked through this agricultural field and it was a, a where I walked through was, was a, a cornfield and there were rows and rows of tall corn. And I was, I, I just walked west, westwardly through a, a row of corn and the corn, I mean, my recollection, <laughs> I'm sure was influenced by having been drunk, but my recollection was the corn was, was as tall as I was. So I couldn't see anything. It was pitch black. And all I was doing was walking through this row of corn. Um, and it was sort of like field of dreams. You know, I'm walking through, I'm walking through, but it, you know, instead of you know, looking for shoeless Joe Jackson, I, I may very well have been shoeless having left this party drunk and in a rage. So I'm walking westerly through this corn row and I come upon a chain link fence and it's a tall chain link fence. And I don't, it's certainly taller than I am. It's probably nine, nine, 10 feet tall. And so I have no choice but to climb this fence. And so I climb, clamber up this fence and and come down the other side. And I don't recall how gracefully I came down the other side, but probably not very gracefully. And so sort of picked myself back up, dusted myself off and continued walking west, westwardly. And I walked about 15 or 20 feet and I came upon another chain link fence. And so I, I don't remember what I thought at the time, other than perhaps a bit of surprise. And I've got to, I've got to ascend this fence too. So I climbed this fence in the same difficult uh, degree of difficulty, getting over it and getting back down it. Uh, but I did. I sort of clambered back down and then continued on my way to walk, to walk uh, presumably through the university grounds and across the university bridge and home. I, but the next day, I don't remember if it was the next day or a couple of days later, but I. I was, I was surprised by why there was these parallel nine foot tall chain link fences. And so I drove to take a look at why, why the, what these fences were and why they were, 
why there was these two parallel fences stretching the westernly boundary of this agricultural field just before the university grounds. And what, what I saw the next day when I drove by was that there was a, an, in, an enclosed small electrical transformer. <laughs> And these electrical transformers, as you know, are enclosed because of the high voltage that, that, <laughs> they, that they possess. And they have, they have warning signs, don't touch these things because you'll be electrocuted. So they are housed in completely enclosed fenced areas. And so what I had, and they're sort of like 20 by 20. And what I had done is I had walked up to this enclosure and I had climbed into it. And then walk twenty feet and climbed out of it again, as opposed to walking to the like the next corn row over and just walking around the uh, the enclosure. So the denouement of the story, uh, such as it is, such as that story was, is that this all took place on a Friday, and I drove by the small enclosed electrical transformer on the Saturday or Sunday, and Monday I went to law school. Um, and lo and behold, came upon the, the bare-chested <laughs> Madonna wannabe. Uh, and we realized that we were both in first-year law school. And we decided that we were going to, given that we had to spend the next three years together, that we would sort of put that incident behind us and uh, bury the hatchet. And it turned out that that bare-chested dancer was Juan Martinez, who uh, went on to become a very good friend of mine, the best man at my wedding, and incidentally, who shares my birthday of March 17th. So I'm sorry that this story probably isn't going to change anyone's life or really cause anyone to think, but I thought that you might get a kick out of it. That's fantastic. Thank you. So that is, uh, is that's full of lessons. <laughs> we, we, we don't need to, to go into them because each listener will will emerge with their own lesson from that tremendously uh, important and cautionary tale. So uh, <laughs> they can. That's true. They can draw their own lesson. It can as to the dangers of drink or uh, electrification or uh, um, what have you. You know, Madonna fans will like the story, and people who right. don't like Madonna will side with me. The friendships that emerge from uh, from initial conflict. That's true. Yeah. So before I do let you go or before we stop uh, recording, because we'll talk about this after, and I am looking forward to those other stories that you have. Uh, you have many experiences with uh, emceeing weddings. I know that because you emceed mine. And yeah, I was going to. I was going, sorry to interrupt you. I was going to. I was going to talk about that because I had the good fortune of being asked to be an MC at, at a number of people's weddings. So I was going to describe how that came to be and some uh, give some tips for other people, some yeah. do's and don'ts, uh, <laughs> both of which I learned from practical experience. So I can, I can share that story with you if and when you'd like. That's right. Well, and we may, may have to hold that for season two. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, I, I was going to ask you, uh, what was the experience like 
of being asked to share a story that would be recorded potentially for others to hear and what was it like to now tell it i'm i'm i haven't actually done this myself i'm just getting other people to to tell stories so i may have to experience it firsthand but what was that what was the experience like well that uh, that's a good question i was happy to help out it sounded like something that you were interested in doing and so i was happy to help out i was prepared to help out perhaps maybe more willingly and readily than some of your other friends might. And, and I don't mean that as pejoratively, it's just that some people don't like to, uh, not that this is really public speaking per se, but some people might be a little bit more reticent to do this than others. And, and I'm, I'm not as shy about public speaking as some people. So I was happy to help out. And I, and I thought it would, give me an opportunity to tell what I think is a funny story. Um, I was a little bit, I will admit, I was a little bit nervous though, because I suspected that you might have some people that were telling, you know, real important stories and that I was going to stand out like a bit of a sophomoric sore thumb in the collection of stories. But yeah, I was, I was, ha I was, I was happy to, to be asked, happy to help out. And uh, I am nervously looking forward to hearing myself. Yeah, well, I, I won't have to do much editing at all. That was that was well told and and an enjoyable story, and I will use your endorsement to to convince others. It's not painful, so there you go. Yeah, well, it wasn't at all. You're a very good, uh, very good uh, listener, and I appreciate you laughed at a couple of the spots, all of which were the right spots. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I would be happy to give a, a glowing recommendation to other potential. Uh, invitees. That's great. And I was, I was really struck by the, the uh, experience of walking through a row of corn in the dark, uh, inebriated. That, uh, that in itself, I mean, we could have gone really deep on the uh, psychological resonance of that, but we won't. We will. Yes, I was hoping, I was hoping it, it was going to be evocative. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's good for now. And, and I look forward to hearing back from you in season two. And I'm sure all of our listeners are also looking forward to that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I hope you enjoyed hearing Bruce's story. I know I did. And um, if you want to respond to what you hear on the show, uh, we're on Twitter. And our email is stories told by friends at gmail.com. Our phone number is 306-665-3101 if you want to leave us a voicemail message. And uh, I, I know our, our storytelling friends would really love to hear from you, so please do respond. Um, new stories will be released each Tuesday, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, really hope to see you back soon. Take care.